Welcome to Starting Blocks Coaching Podcast. Um, my name is Mags and I'm an FMCG leadership coach. I basically demystify the dynamics of your mindset at work. And today I want to spend a full episode about the people-pleasing mindset or habit. Um, and I'll take a, an example of someone working in marketing or category. Actually, it doesn't really matter. It's transferable to any department. So I'm going to start talking about the day, like spending a day in the life of someone with a people-pleasing habit. So the alarm goes off at 6.30. That's, that's an early bird. You hit the snooze button twice before you finally drag yourself out of bed. You, you're already running late, you know that, and you can feel the stress starting to build. You quickly get dressed, you head down downstairs to make a coffee or tea, and as you're waiting for the coffee or the tea to brew, the first thing you do, you grab your phone and you check your emails because you got a couple of minutes ahead of you, right? That's the tendency we've got in the morning. And there's already a dozen messages from your boss, customers, colleagues. So you take a deep breath and you start to work your way through them. And the first, that's always the first thing on the agenda of any given day, especially the week, right? Probably over, over the weekend as well. And all of them, emails or people, need something from you. That's the thing. So you take a deep breath, you start to reply, and you apologize for not getting back to them sooner. You promise to help them with whatever they need. You tell them what they want to hear, basically that you're always available. That's the message you're, you're basically sending by responding like that to their requests or emails. And by the time you're finished with your emails, you're already behind schedule. And the day's not even really started. You quickly eat a bowl of cereals and you head out the door. You're late for your first meeting. You rush to the conference room. I mean, that could be also your office in your flat or your house because these days we work from home too. But say you're going to the office um, and your team is waiting for you. The cross-functional team is waiting for you. And they're all looking at you expectantly. So you take a seat. You try to focus on the meeting, but it's really difficult. You're constantly thinking about all the other things you need to do. The meetings probably, you know, ends at nine. You have a few minutes before your next meeting starts. So as you walk towards the other room, you're immediately greeted by your boss. And she's so stressed out about a presentation she has to give later that day. And she's looking for your help. So what you do, you immediately put down your work aside and your mind is already starting to think how what you're going to do to skip the other meeting. But you start to help her prepare because she needs you. So you work for hours and by the time you're finished, you're exhausted. But you're also relieved. A part of you is relieved that you were able to help your boss. She's so grateful. She, she might even give you a big hug. And that makes you feel good. You, get, you head back to your desk and you start working on your own project, your own to-do list that is endless, right? But you can't seem to focus. You keep thinking about your boss and how stressed she was, and you feel guilty that perhaps you're not doing more to help her. So you decide to maybe take a break and go for a walk. So you go downstairs and get out of the building, and as you're walking, you start to think about why you're so driven to please others. And you realize in that moment that it's because you're perhaps afraid of rejection. You don't want people to think 
badly of you. You don't want people to dislike you. I mean, no one does, but it's especially important to you that they appreciate and like you. So that's why you go out of your way to make sure people are happy. So you're going back to the office now and you're seeing in your diary that you've got one hour free. Uh, great, cool. Um, you decide to use that time to work on a presentation, um, but you can't focus. You still can't focus because you keep thinking about all the things you're not doing. And the next meeting starts at 11.30. It's with a buyer from a big retailing group who's always critical of your work when you meet them with the national sales account manager. So you try to stay calm and the customer picks apart your presentation. Bah, it's so difficult. You feel like you're being completely attacked. The meeting ends at 12.30, you're exhausted. And you basically just want to go home and hide. You just want to go hide, but you can't. You have a few more meetings to go. You heard of the meeting 80s, right? You got that. And the day drags on and on. You're constantly putting other people's needs before your own. You're always saying yes, even when you don't want to. By the time the day is over, you are drained. You're physically and emotionally exhausted. You are exhausted. So you go home and you collapse on your couch. You don't even have the energy to eat dinner. So you probably will grab the pack of, you know, cookies from, from the cupboard or a couple of sweets or chocolate, um, the kind of go-to pick-me-up snacks um, and maybe a quick thing to reheat if you were not bothered really to prepare a dinner. So it's not really good to refuel your energy and, and give goodness to your body, right? Let alone your mind. So you lie there on the couch for a long time. It's maybe you're staring at the ceiling. The TV is probably on as a background noise. Um, you're probably scrolling mindlessly through, you know, the different social media platform. You're not even looking at what you're um, scrolling through, but you're just occupying your eyes whilst your mind is somewhere else, because you're thinking about all the things you didn't get to do today. And so the level of stress is building up. Your body doesn't make the difference between the stress from home and the stress from work. It accumulates everything. It's stress for your body and your mind. It's just stress. Um, you're thinking about all the things you're not good enough at. And you're probably thinking about all the ways you have let people down today. You're a people pleaser, you think, and it is killing you. Right. So this, I mean, I could probably write 50 different versions of this because this is just a snapshot of what goes on in the life of someone who people pleases sometimes. And one message I want to, well, actually, that's if, if you take something out of, of today's episode, it's one thing. You are not a people pleaser. Words carry a meaning, they're very important. And it's so key to reframe this. When you say, I'm a people pleaser, or she's a people pleaser, he's a people pleaser, you're basically describing this person as being one all of the time. Um, it's just part of their nature. They people please every single day, in every single situation. This, is not, this shouldn't define you. The right way, so you're, I'm a people pleaser is not true. What's true is you're someone who has a tendency to people please when you get triggered. 
And that is a key distinction to make because you don't get triggered every single day. There are certain things that will trigger you that will not trigger others. And your people-pleasing tendency or habit may surface at this moment. Maybe not. But your mind doesn't make the difference between you saying, um, I'm a people-pleaser. It's, it's, it, it, it just doesn't know that it's not true. So it takes it at face value and creates narrative that is going to, you know, <laughs> at midnight um, on Thursday night as you, as you fall asleep, it's going to be like reminding you of reminding you of all the ways you people please and that is just who you are. It's just, it's not really, it's negative, it's not helpful and also it is, it is not true. People pleasing is a mindset that can have a significant impact on our lives. So it can lead you to feel drained, resentful, um, angry, disappointed, frustrated, and like you've lost yourself. It can also prevent you from achieving your goals and living the life you want at work and at home. So it's a behavior, I mean, it leads to a behavior that makes you try to make others you know, happy at the expense of your own needs and your own wants. Maybe you do this because you're afraid of conflicts or you don't want to be rejected, which seems natural and understandable. But for someone with a people-pleasing habit, it's, it's such a worry that it overtakes so much um, space in your mind every day. And maybe you, wanted, you do it because you have a low self-esteem or a really low level of confidence and you feel like you need to be liked by everyone. And for those of, of you who do not really relate to this, listen up anyway, because it's very likely that some of your colleagues, direct reports or managers do have this habit of people pleasing when they get triggered. And so it's really important for you to understand how they work, their dynamics and how their mind, when they're not at their best, is running wild and really exaggerating the reality, creating a false sense of overwhelm so that you can help them and actually um, be a better boss, a better colleague or direct report. People pleasing can be destructive because we get all overwhelmed, we get stressed, we get unhappy and the body becomes very, um, becomes ready to, to fight, flee or freeze and that leads us to making really poor decisions. And often we even sacrifice our own well-being. Have you, have you ever struggled to actually think about the decision you need to make um, and you don't even know where to start? You're losing the resources that you, you, you usually have access to. This, this is when the mindset trap has, has taken place. But if you're a people pleaser, there are always a few things that you can do to break free of, you know, from this mindset. So I'm just going to give you a few starter for 10 here. First of all, it's, um, it's so key to understand why you do it. Is it because of conflict? You're, you're avoiding conflict because you don't, you don't think you're confident enough to hold your opinion, fight for a point, um, and actually speak in front of people you deem to be very um, strongly minded. Or maybe you you've, you're afraid of rejection. It's your fear of rejection that leads you to, to people please. So um, 
you want to be liked by everyone. It could be that you're in, in a room, in a meeting room where everybody agrees with something and you actually don't. You have a differing opinion and you may feel afraid to actually express it. So you pretend you're agreeing with everyone because nine out of the 10 people want to go with option A and you actually disagree. You think it's a, it's a bad idea and option B is something really to look into. But you say, yeah, and you raise your hand uh, as a vote, positive vote for option A. And the guys in the room will never hear your value contribution. And you think you're probably incompetent and that actually your, your opinion is not valid. You're probably wrong because God, look, there's nine people actually who favor option A. So once you understand why you do it, and that takes time, um, this, is, this is where it's really important to look at what is the trigger that is happening and how you react to it. What are the things you start to think about when that trigger happens? So it could be, trigger can be anything. It's something that happens on the outside of you. So yeah, um, nine people out of 10 agreeing with one decision that you disagree with. It could be someone interrupting you as you speak during a meeting. It could be the name of your boss appearing on your inbox. It's a thing on the outside of you that happens. And not everybody uh, will see it as a trigger. Um, and once you so it happens, the trigger happens, thoughts will start um, appearing in your mind, usually self-talk, which means negative stuff. So judgmental, pessimistic, and then your feelings will get attached to, to these thoughts. Um, this happens in a split of a second. Sometimes you don't really realize it. Um, and then from this, a behavior will, will emerge uh, based on this attitude that you have towards the, the situation. So it, that takes a bit of, of work, but it's a key piece because once you understand the dynamics starting from a trigger to how you view something, to how you behave, as in what you say or do, then you can start to address the root of the problem. So understanding it, your self-awareness is critical. The other way to break free from people pleasing is to start setting boundaries. I mean, one of the main issue that my clients bring about during our sessions and also that I hear from people I talk to every week in, um, in organizations is how <laughs> I say yes to, to everything, to requests and favors and stuff. And I, I don't know how to say no. And I feel guilty at the thought of saying no. So, Learning how to say no to things we don't want to do or we can't do is another, it's basically setting a boundary, not taking on more work than we can handle, than we've got bandwidth for. You're going to drive yourself to exhaustion. You might actually make so many mistakes. You might worry about making mistakes and therefore you're going to spend hours checking every single detail and being so um, perfectionist in the way you do that piece you will have spent 10 hours instead of one that it should have taken you. So learning to express your needs and wants in a clear um, and assertive way is really important. You, you, you can ask for help. If actually you, you need to finish your task before you can take on something else, say to your boss. If you're struggling with how to say it, I'll make another podcast and you can also contact me to, to ask for advices. I'm happy to help. Another way to break free from people-pleasing habits um, is to focus on your own needs and wants. Don't forget that um, 
people pleasing is not great, right? Because it just leads us to a place where we don't feel comfortable. Um, even though we think we're helping people, there's always something in the back of our mind that says like, oh, I shouldn't have, or why am I always saying that? Or why am I always the, the person they, they, they go to for help and I'm exhausted and I, want, I don't want to do it. We put other people's needs and wants ahead of, of um, ours. There's a, a quality that sits right um, at the bottom of people pleasing um, and this habit. It's usually a, a really strong sense of empathy. So that's one of your biggest strengths is you're very empathetic and you can read a room, you can sense how people are feeling uh, when they speak to you, when you listen and observe. You probably are a good mediator. You know, you can fix a situation by because you listen very well and you read between the lines. You are very good at creating a sense of community. This is a quality that is great. When it goes on overdrive, when it goes on, on the extreme end, this is when you worry about what you know people will think. You want um, harmony everywhere, which, which is not really realistic. So when, when this quality of yours goes on overdrive, this is where the people-pleasing habit will kick in because something has triggered you. Um, what do you want out of your work? What makes you happy there? And once you start to focus on your own needs and what you, you want, you'll be, you'll be less likely to put the needs of others before your own. And you don't have to do that every, every single time. You can start introducing this you know, in easy ways, in situations where the impact won't be that significant. It's just to build a little bit of confidence and just to see that nothing bad happens when you put your needs first. This time, next time you might be able to help someone, but you know, it's like when, when someone, um, I was talking about, you know, how to say no to people, someone with a people-pleasing habit really feels anxious about that. And there are way more options than you think exist in front of you when someone, you know, is asking you for a favor or for you to get that project on. Um, you can say yes, of course, you can say no, but you can also say, I can't do it right now, but um, what's the deadline? Can could I finish that step in two weeks time? Because right now I've got too much on and I need to finish my priorities. I need to bring them to fruition. Um, you can, you could also direct them to someone who actually has the space and time to help them. You could just say, um, I'm happy to spend 10, 15 minutes with you to give you how I would approach this step or this project and let you do it. Um, and who knows, maybe this person is going to be, you know, dead happy to, to have this advice. They've probably asked for the best case scenario for them, which would be to have it done by you because you're an expert or you've done that before. But maybe just getting a head start, they'll be very satisfied with it. You won't know until you, you, you try it, you do it. Um, and, you know, sometimes when you say that you're busy and you can't do it now, most likely people will understand and actually move on and ask someone else and they will not you know think less likely of you as a result necessarily actually unlikely that it's going to happen um it's also finally very important to remember that you're not responsible for other people's happiness you can't control how other people feel and what they think of you and i know you've had that a lot of the time 
people do say that to you. So when you go into the boardroom, you have to present your brand plan set to the leadership team or to the board. You're wondering, you know, what kind of challenging questions they're going to ask, whether you're going to be able to answer them. And what if you stressed and you forgot your lines and you forgot your numbers and your, you know, your arguments and stuff. There, I, I don't think that people would change their mind about you in just one event. It has to reoccur many times for them to start wondering what's going on. Um, so don't don't try to please everyone. The the work that needs to be done is to find a way to be yourself. Focus on your strength and raising awareness of what trips trips you up. You know what what is a, a trap for your mind and developing your own tools. You can't just use the tools that everybody is using. It it needs to be bespoke because. What triggers you is probably very unique to you or personal, at least. Um, but it is it is possible. Breaking free from people pleasing is not easy, but it is possible. And I've got your back. So if you want to have a few more advices on, on how to deal with that, you can contact me. Um, I've got my email in, in the bio. Uh, or you can find me on LinkedIn or on my website, startingblockscoaching.com. And I'll be really happy to give you some pointers as to how to um, design some tools to help you break free from people pleasing when it matters. Talk soon! <laughs>